Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Let's talk about this fire in Christchurch's Port Hills. We will, of course, be updating you on the situation all evening throughout the program. Uh, if you can see something, do send us a text on 2101. We want to hear what is going on. Just to bring you up to speed, a state of local emergency has been declared for Christchurch City, including Banks Peninsula and Salwyn District, because of the impacts of this fire. That declaration was made at uh, around about quarter past six this evening. The fires spread to around 100 hectares. It's been fanned by a breeze, according to the Canterbury Fens Incident Commander Dave Stackhouse. About 12 helicopters, 25 trucks and tankers and 130 firefighters are fighting that fire. They will work through the night and the cause of the fire is still being investigated the fire. Um, the first reports came at about quarter past two this afternoon. While tens of thousands of houses, tens of thousands of houses did experience a power outage earlier this afternoon, um, most of those have now been reconnected. We believe. Uh, on the line now, we have Scion wildfire scientist Shana Gross. Uh, kia ora, Shana. Thank you so much for for joining us. Kia ora. You have been on the scene today. What what can you tell us about this blaze? I have not been on the scene. Like, I haven't been to the actual fire, so I've only seen the smoke plume. Uh-huh. And I've walked up into the hills and um, collected grass samples so that we can evaluate fuel moisture. Right. Um, but I probably don't have a lot more information than what you have as far as the current conditions. Sure. In terms of the grass samples, what does that tell you about about how the fire might spread, I suppose? Yeah, so one of the really important things um, about how a fire will spread is how much fuel moisture or moisture is in the fuels. And so we think of grass or shrubs, scrub, trees. Those are all the fuels that burn. And the amount of moisture will help indicate how fast that fire will move through those fuels. So it's a combination of that fuel moisture and um, the winds that are really pushing that fire along. And in terms of the moisture content in that, in that fuel, what affects that? Is that, is that affected by, by rainfall, by the time of year? Yeah, so it's a little bit of both. So um, this time of year, fuels dry out. Um, if there had been a lot of recent precipitation, then they'd have a lot more moisture in them. And the grass fuels are much finer, and so those are going to dry out quicker. And um, the grasses are at a phase where they're no longer green and growing um, in the beginning of spring or summer. They're senescing, so they're dying back. And so they're quite dry, um, and those dry 
grass fields will carry a fire um, pretty rapidly. Is there a lot of fuel at this time of year that a fire could 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 grasp onto, I suppose, and spread quite easily with? Yeah, it depends on the location, but in the Port Hills, um, where the fire is burning currently, there are a lot of dry grasses. There's gorse, um, which is a highly flammable um, scrub fuel, and then there's also some standing trees, which might, those trees will have more moisture than either the scrub or the grass, um, but I don't know how much moisture at this time. If um, I don't actually know what the weather forecast for Christchurch is over the next couple of days, we will be talking to Met Service later on. But if if it does rain, or if there is a, a downturn in um, the level of um, an increase rather in, in the level of moisture in the year, would that uh, slow the spread quite quickly, or is it more complicated than that? Um, it's a bit complicated because it depends on how much. Unfortunately, there's no rain. Um, in the forecast, but maybe Met Service found something new. Um, but as of now, um, kind of the best bet for fighting the fire will actually be in the evening when temperatures cool down. There's a bit more humidity in the air, and the wind speeds are actually supposed to slow this evening. And that so that will provide an opportunity for the emergency responders to be more active or proactive in um, fighting that fire. Can you can you explain to me why is wind such a devastating threat when a fire is burning? Yeah, um, well, I guess you could think of it as if you could think of a fire as a kite or some analogy like that. And so, if you don't have a lot of wind, the kite just kind of drops and it doesn't move. Mm-hmm. When you have a lot of wind, um, it actually moves quite far and it can move pretty fast. And with fire, you're essentially moving those flames, but then you can also cause embers, so burning pieces of material, to get caught in the wind currents, and um, it's called spotting. So Mm -hmm. then a flame will get shot ahead. And so you might have just one fire that you're working on, but because you have high winds that just threw embers ahead, now your fire just grew that much larger. Is it true as well that fire can burn underground through the roots of, of trees and things like that and, and pop up in places that, that you wouldn't necessarily think we're, we're under threat, i.e. it is it is actually really difficult once a fire gets to a certain size to control it because it can spring up in places that you wouldn't necessarily anticipate. Yes, so there, it can, there can be hot spots in the ground that aren't noticed and that tends to be where there's deep dust layers or if you have a large log that's underground and so that fire actually finds some sort of fuel that it can hold on to and burn and um, also has to have oxygen. So if a fire goes underground, there's no oxygen, there's no fuel, it's not going to burn. And that's part of the problem with like peatland fires, which have happened up in the North Island, is that the fire will go underground in peat that's dried out. And it's a dry fuel with Based like oxygen because it's been decomposing and then it will just smolder and then conditions all of a sudden turn right and then it will pop out. Is the um is the topography of, of that part of Christchurch affecting things as well in that, you know, it is it is a these are hills that we're talking about. Hills are um, you know, not that well, they're pretty rare in Christchurch, but that the fire can because of that the gradient of those hills it can it can spread upwards at quite a pace. 
Yeah, so topography will influence that rate of spread, how fast that fire is moving. And unfortunately, fires move pretty quickly uphill. Mm. Um, and so, yes, the combination of winds and fire, um, the topography and going uphill, the fire can move quite fast. Um, and it will often move faster in your fine flashy fuels like grasses versus it will sometimes move a bit slower in forest stands where it takes a little bit longer to ignite that material because it just has a little bit more moisture. Does it burn through the material more quickly when it's grasses though? Yes, um, it will burn more quickly. Um, so you can have a really um, like high intensity grass fire that goes really rapid. And so, you know, on one side, maybe that's good because it's not going to burn as long. Um, However, it can move so fast that you it's hard to keep up ahead of it sometimes. People understandably are drawing comparisons to the Port Hills fires in 2017, almost exactly seven years ago. Um, I think mm-hmm. there's a day's difference. At this stage, and I understand it's a very early stage, but can, can you see any similarities or differences between uh, the, these two events at, at this point? Yeah, so I will caveat this with, I wasn't here for the 2017 port hill fires, mm-hmm. but my understanding is that there is very similar conditions. And so this fire started with a dry easterly north kind of westerly wind. And during those easterly winds, we expect them to carry moisture um, because they're coming off um, the ocean. But the 2017 fire and this fire, both those easterly winds were actually quite dry. And so I think that is one of the big similarities between that. And then the location of the fire is obviously incredibly similar. And so the mm-hmm. fuel types are going to be very similar too. Great stuff. Uh, Shana Gross, thanks so much for coming on and, and chatting to us today. Thank you. That's Shana Gross, a wildfire scientist at Scion. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies... I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.